podcast, soccer podcast for us, by us, talk about intersection of black culture and soccer. Got your boy here, Greg, over here. Got Miss Yankee Doodle off week over here. Sell some shea wow. butter up, Steve. What's good? I mean, it's winter, so wow. All right. I mean, <laughs> I'm good. Otherwise. I, I mean, you're dressed for the occasion. You got, you got, you got the, got the away, away U.S. shirt on. Like, it's, yes. it's, it's a big week for World Cup fire. She's like, yeah, you're in the spirit. This of course. Is a, this is a never, a player never wore it. So, hey, it's a collector's item at this point. <laughs> <laughs> and down below us is a mark in the, the gold. Chelsea, yes. good with Yeah, man, it's been a minute since I've been on. Uh, lots happened, lots transpired, as always. So, it's too much soccer. I mean, like you know what? Like this is actually like the first first weekend where I probably think I've, I've watched a good deal of soccer, like like since the new year. It's like, and yeah, there was a, a good bit going on. Um, yeah, I know I'm not in the USA gear. Like I, I thought I'd be, you know, the revolutionary and wear Argentina and all that and all that good stuff. But uh, soccer, like I so said, we, we got a special guest that's going to bring all the Americana that you, that you can stand um, this week. Um, but I did want to just uh, give a, a quick thoughts and prayers out to the people out in Cameroon. Because, of course, right, right now they're having the AFCON, but like, and they just uh, had their first uh, round of the 16 match um, on Monday. And, but um, outside the stadium out in, um, where they were playing, they actually had uh, eight, at least eight people die in a stadium crush. And, yeah, like, you, you, we haven't really heard of those these type of instances in, in a good while. So, you know, if, if you got uh, family out there, because I know we like we we appeal to all shades of black in, in, in the diaspora. So, just uh, give a quick uh, love and thoughts to the people out there. Uh, of course, we're going to cover Afcon as well uh, this week during this episode. But um, but yes, uh, joining us this episode, uh, former guest on the show. One of the OGs in, in the black soccer game. He's not 40, Yogi. I, I, I promise you that. Uh, uh, my good man with the American Outlaws, the mayor of DC, the real mayor of DC. Mm-hmm. I don't want What's good with you, bro? Hey, appreciate the intro. I appreciate you guys having me back. And, and yes, I am not yet 40. Um, <laughs> I, I tell you, some days I wake up and I feel 50, but luckily hey, I don't look it yet. Listen, like, especially like it's, it's winter right now. It's, yeah, it's, yeah, it's cold weather. Ooh, like mm-hmm. I, I'll, I'll be one to claim that my age, but like, yo, my body be claiming it for me. Like, yo, sit your ass down. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Don't get out of bed just yet. Nope, no. nope. Stay under those covers. Just, just, just a minute. A little bit longer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but you're already actually um up, uh, up in uh, Columbus. Uh, I got like, of oh, course. God. For those of y'all that don't know, Donald's from Michigan, so like this, this, uh, this cold weather that everybody's talking about, it's just a breeze for him. Just a breeze. What cold it's weather? Just, it's a, it's it, a light, a gentle breeze coming through <laughs> Ohio. No, nothing. Hey, nothing on, the game day is supposed to be a balmy thirty, like something degrees. So you know, oh, I might okay. even wear my jacket. I might just oh, go hoodie okay. style. Okay. And, and then, and then they're talking about next uh, next week in um in Minnesota. Like you know, it's gonna be just a low of thirteen. Not, not, not even below nothing. zero. 
They're like, but it's not going to snow, so it's fine. <laughs> I will say tomorrow here, the high is supposed to be 13, and I'm going to tell you from a Michigan person, that's cold. Like, you yes. officially can call it cold. That's jacket weather. But 36, that's easy. Yeah. Man. <laughs> yeah, like I, I, like, I don't know if I know they had this idea when they scheduled uh, these these matches for Columbus and St. Paul. Like, you know, hey, like, we want to take advantage of this cold weather. Then they realize, oh, shit, it's actually going to be cold. Like, no. <laughs> like, no. Yes. <laughs> yes. I mean, it's going to be it's going to be fun to watch. And honestly, like, it's not going to be snowing, but they're worried about the ground freezing, which will obviously affect uh, the play there. So I think they're pulling out the heat lamps all day tomorrow. So they can make sure that the field. They is better in make sure that the, the heat lamps don't um don't break because it's because they can't handle being that cold. Oh, hey, <laughs> hey, I can't I, I can't promise that. So, <laughs> man, but yeah, we got a, a big set of uh, World Cup qualifiers this, this week. Of course, we got uh, Thursday. We got the game in Columbus with the U.S. and El Salvador. Uh, this weekend we have the the big match, so to speak, uh, between well, with us and Canada up in that's in Winnipeg, right? Or is that Edmonton? Hamilton? Okay, Hamilton. Okay, so so they because I thought I thought it was Edmonton first. No, it was they had been talking about putting it in Vancouver, which is where they put some big games. They also put some games in Toronto, but because mm. can because Canada is playing two games in Central America, they're playing El Salvador and Honduras on the road. They wanted uh, to keep it on the East Coast, so they put it yeah, in the travel light. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Okay. That actually makes sense because, yeah. I mean, Toronto, you know, it's, 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 it's not Winnipeg, it's not Edmonton, so, like, it's cold enough. So, you know, it, it won't be too bad. And plus, the travel, the travel for us actually won't be that bad at all. That, that flight's, like, not even two it's hours. It's like an hour. Yeah, yeah. I, I have to connect when I fly, but, like, the team, it's like, a, it's, I think it's it might be less than an hour for them from mm-hmm. Columbus. Get that nice, nice uh, old, uh, old hookup. Now, for those of y'all who catch us on on your favorite podcast apps and and, and on YouTube, you might hear a nice little bit of ambiance um, from from Donald side, you know, because he's in the hotel. Of course, you know that that takes us that takes me back a little bit to the to the Henny Derby episode. We were just chilling up in the hotel lobby and the the hotel clerk kept looking at us all all sideways and shit, like like. <laughs> What what all these black people doing up, up in this corner? <laughs> once <laughs> once there's more than four, they get nervous. Dude, look, I, <laughs> well, it was, I mean it was during me. COVID, that's like a, it's almost illegal now. You can't gather with more than you know two yeah. or three people now. So you know, because that was like me, Yogi, Ringo, uh, most of Featherstone, Gino. Oh, that's too uh, many. At like yo, like <laughs> we were we were deep that night. Too many. <laughs> and dangerous. Yeah, like like every like twenty minutes you like come over be like, y'all good? It wouldn't even say anything. Just like mm, okay, okay, still mm-hmm. not dealing drugs, you know. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, but um, but yeah, man. Like like, how how's the energy in Columbus as far as like how many people are are are, are people starting to roll in the, in the town and everything? Yeah, so I, I mean, we came in a couple of days early. Obviously, you know, we're, we're recording on Tuesday. The games on Thursday. Uh, the issue with getting here a couple of days early was we want to make sure that there were no flight delays. As you guys know, travel has just been kind of terrible with the weather and with staffing issues due to COVID. So we want to make sure we got to each city a couple of days ahead of time in case there was any issues. But for me, 
no problems getting here and everybody's ready. I mean, even in the airport, there was a bunch of people looking at me and they're like, yo, good luck on Thursday. Like, you know, we'll see you at the game or, you know, we can't wait to, we can't wait to take on El Salvador. So this, this city's ready. Okay. Like they, they just give it, they, they, they look at you, they see the outlaw shirt and you're like, mm. <laughs> they, like, you know what? I'm just getting that now. Like, oh yeah. Song, <laughs> yeah, there was definitely there was definitely someone who came from LA because uh, he did not have a jacket on, and he like sees me Ooh. and he's like, "Man, you look warm." And I was looking at him like, "You are in trouble, bro." Like, please go with Dick's Sporting Goods, please. Uh, <laughs> I can only imagine Sky um, talk just like if if she had tried to 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 do this type of trip and like and come in with that LA gear, like, like Mm-mm, this ain't gonna work. Like, not, not this <laughs> no. weekend. Mm-mm. Goose down, goose down. Uh, Sylvs, has has the snow melted yet? Yeah, for the most part. Um, oh, there's snap. Still, there's still some, like you know, say they plow and they pile, so the piles are still there and dirty. But yes, it hasn't snowed for like two weeks. Hey, I'm, I'm proud of y'all. Y'all doing a good, doing good work. No, well, we it also <laughs> snowed for two weeks, so you know, two on, two oh, off. God. <laughs> I mean, like, like. The country just got like a whole bunch of snow like like the past few few weeks like like even like North Carolina got got some snow like all of a sudden like, everybody's going to just got get snow. Like, uh... We got a hey, here's tiny, thing. tiny bit. Yeah, in DC, like we had a snowstorm a couple of weeks ago where we actually got snow, and, and Grego knows this, but like DC is very big on the on the I, I say in air quotes DC snowstorms where they overpromise and completely underdeliver. We had a couple of those this week where they're like, yo, we're about to get five inches. And then I look outside in the morning. I'm like, y'all cancel uh, school for this. Mm-hmm. No, that, like not even a dusting, just like rain. So we've had a couple of those. They got that Fredericksburg rain. It's like, nah, y'all good. My bad. <laughs> it might freeze. It's 47. Like, be, be cool. Go to work. Bought all the bread for nothing. Look at that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> now, <laughs> now, for those of y'all that don't know, Silves is... Is usually keeps her nose over with the women's team, and we're going to get to them later. But like, I know she was looking at at the roster uh, for this call up, and like, it sounds like you actually might might be somewhat um, confident uh, for the for this call up. Like, what 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 were your thoughts? I uh, yeah, I actually think. Um, I mean, to me, the two glaring sort of oh, they're not there call up or not called up was Brooks and maybe Sergeant because he's they've been called up um which was hilarious that he didn't kind of went off like Norwich yeah, yeah, but, yeah. <laughs> um but no I think it's a really good lineup I like the I like the attackers we have our midfield back save for Geo I think and yeah um yeah I actually trust most of the players on that squad <laughs> So, I, yeah. I, I love I love the hesitation in your voice. It's like, it's, 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 I don't know, maybe kind of. Question yeah. mark. <laughs> I mean, until we qualify, trust is a, is a strong word, but yes. Right, right. But now, what are your yeah. thoughts on, on, on the roster, uh, Mark? Yeah, I uh, I thought I, I do like that Bearhalter is like giving different players a look. You know, like I think that's important. Um, you know, just for the, I guess for the sake of uh, meritocracy. You know, if players are in good form, they should get a look. From a home team perspective, Atlanta United, thought it was interesting that uh, Lennon made the team and Bello did not. Now, I'm of the opinion that I 
I don't know U.S. soccer, like, the whole depth chart as well, but I know that there's a few left backs who are, like, okay. So, like, Bellows, like, getting a look. So I don't expect it to be a lock necessarily. Um, and actually, Donald, I was, uh, I was curious, what do you, how do you, from a purely, like, U.S. perspective, how do you view Bellow? Like, where do you view him on the depth chart? And do you think he'd be there for the World Cup? I think we'll talk about the World Cup in a minute, but I think right now he's showing promise. Uh, I think he showed flashes of brilliance in the Gold Cup. He had some pretty good moments. He had some moments where it's clear that it, it was his first few times in a national team uniform and that level, he has to get used to playing at that international level. But mm -hmm. I think the issue with just the number of right backs we took, we brought four of them as opposed to one left back. And I think right. there's, there's two issues, right? One, you have Serginho Dest who can play both. Uh, left right. and right back. So he's the backup to Anthony Robinson. I think what it's about is one, because we're not going very far as far as travel, Greg Berhalter thinks he doesn't have to have a lot of rotations, but at the same time, I think he trusts the right back core more than he trusts the, the left backs that are further down the depth chart. Mm -hmm. And in this game, and, and this is the this is where people I think give Berhalter a bad rap. They want him to qualify for the World Cup, which means put the best team out as possible, but also bring in everybody. I mean, everybody. I mean, some people <laughs> want us to call in right. 65 players, and they would be <laughs> mad that their 66 player didn't make it. Right. And I think yeah. the issue is, is he has to balance, okay, if I have any problems, I'd rather have Reggie Cannon come in or, or you know Brooks Leonard, whoever it is on the right, and move Dest over to the left than mm -hmm. have an unproven and I love Joe Scally, but he's unproven because he hasn't played yet. And yeah. some people say, well, he has to play. And I'm like, at this point, this is the final exam. You can't experiment. You can't experiment. Yeah. yeah. Too yeah close we're to taking the tests here. We're, we're, taking, we're taking exams here. When you study for your midterms, yeah, that may, you may try <laughs> something out see, and see if the teacher likes it. Final exam, you're just trying to pass. And you're doing whatever you need to do to pass. And right now, you don't, you don't test the experiments. You don't, you don't experiment at Thanksgiving. You don't experiment on the <laughs> that's what Amen. there you go so, you know what i mean so yeah. so that's where yeah. i see it is like yes will he could he like and i think about the same thing with jordan bell could he be on the on the team going to qatar from qualify sure absolutely he has plenty of time to get to that point but right now he's just and it's not to say that he's not good burhals are saying hey i trust these guys over here more than i trust him over here and i, I just for three games i want to go with the guys that i trust and that's that could change if there's another coach. You know, if another coach comes in, George Bell could be the starter. But right now, he just needs to get that experience. And right now, we don't have the opportunities to give him that experience because we're in final exams. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah the next uh, two uh, windows. Yeah. I just. Yeah. The best of the best. If they're yep. healthy and available. Yeah. That's mm -hmm. that's who you call us. There's we just no it. wiggle room around it. Uh, like everybody else. Like. Are, are we are we still doing the Gold Cup this year, or is that like no, everything's all thrown off? Yeah, yes, everything's all thrown off with the schedules. So like, but I, I, Nations I, League, Nations League will start up this summer again. So okay, uh, okay, with any mm. chance it's my, it's my tournament. So that'll be an opportunity where George Bellow can get some competitive experience, but also mm. on a level where they can say, hey, yes, we can bring in some guys and experiment you, and say, how does this work? Do you view that like? Uh, the summer tournament, do you sort of view that as sort of the last window where we bring in people? Because at some point, there's got to be, uh, okay, we're trying to finalize it versus looking to see who we have. 
<coughs> yeah, well, so Nations League is going to be, like, over the course of, like, three windows. And okay. you have to treat May and June. The window there is, like, three weeks long. So it's going to be two windows. For But for us, we only have to worry about two because September will also be a window. And in those six dip match days, we only have to play four competitive games. So two of those can be friendlies. I think those friendlies will be opportunities to kind of showcase mm. yourself, bring in some new guys. The couple Nations League games that were like, hey, we're playing, you know, a really, really, you know, mediocre team. Right. Yeah, bring in, bring in some of those guys. But I think September will be where you kind of start to see who is Burhalter thinking about right. in that camp. Because I think at that point he's going to say, these are my 27 guys, and I'm going to narrow mm-hmm. down to 23. Because um, he really doesn't go more than that. Especially mm-hmm. considering that, like, with the way that the World Cup is set up this year, uh, with it starting in, in November, and, right after and, you ba- yeah. and you're basically right, right there before, like, yep. in the middle mm-hmm. of the European season, like, are they even going to be able to, like, do, uh, like, like the warm-up friendlies like that? Or is, like, I think that kind of changes the whole dynamic of quite a bit. Mm-hmm. This is the interesting thing is that, yes, you're right. Normally they would have that opportunity, but this year they won't because there's no window in October or November for the men. There are for the women, um, but there aren't for the men. So the men who get called into that camp for the World Cup will get released one week before the start of the World Cup, which usually <laughs> in previous years, because the season is over, we can call in guys a month ahead of time right, and have right. them train as a team and kind of have a group of 40. And, narrow, and the women do this too, right? Have a group right. of like 30 or 40 and narrow it down to the 23 mm. that are going to go. We won't have that chance. So Burhalter is going to have to make this decision in November. And it's going to be yeah. based on guys. Well, I mean, he'll make those final decisions in November. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Based on, you know, again, you could bring in someone and, and that guy's going to be injured or that guy, you know, knock on wood, he has COVID. And then mm-hmm. he can't go. So those oh, are things right. that he has to balance. And I think a lot of people aren't appreciating the hardness of that task, right? Mm-hmm. Like, Blacko had a huge responsibility in bringing in players for the Olympics. He'll do the same thing for the World Cup. Those are really, I mean, because yeah. everyone is going to argue about number 24. Everyone's going to think their yeah. their 24 should be number one. Okay, and unless the 24 person is. Unless the 24 person is Crystal Dunn, then you probably should have made a difference. If, if the 24 Hello. person is Crystal Dunn, then we need you to... Made a ra- you made a wrong decision. To, yeah. Yeah. We need to start over. Start, yeah. start back over. Right. Write that down. <laughs> Number one is... Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I definitely think that that makes... Uh, especially that, that September window all the more interesting because that's pretty much going to be it as far as like like whoever whoever you have locked in you you definitely want to get them in so that way we kind of get an idea as far as like who uh how how they gel well together going into the world cup and then you also like whoever is like on the fringe like that's probably like their like their last uh, audition like hey after this this is pretty much a a done deal there will be an interesting note for that is that just like we had this month where the where mls was in the off season so he mm-hmm. was able to bring in a camp and kind of right. have guys compete for those roster spots for this window. Mm-hmm. He's going to be able to have that in October. And it's going to be a smaller window for them because it's going to be guys who aren't in the playoffs. Uh, mm-hmm. So basically what will happen is as guys not get knocked out of the playoffs, they're probably going to be like, yo, coach, you know, I'm, I'm free. I'm right here, man. I'm right here. What's I'm, up? I'm, 
Um, and so there's going to be guys who are going to want to be in that camp because they know the more time they have in front of the coaching staff, the more time they have to make that last impression. Where when he writes this 23 names down, he looks at this guy and goes, I got to keep him on this list. That's what they're trying to do. Absolutely. Let's, uh, let's take a quick look at the uh, uh, full roster here. So, like, um, now, now I believe Stefan is, is out, correct? Like, he has has some uh, back issues? He has back tightness. He he has not made it to Columbus yet. They have not ruled him out of, of these games, but we are assuming at this point that he is not going to be good to go on Thursday since he's okay. not here in Columbus yet. Mm-hmm. Gotcha, gotcha. So that probably means we got um, – uh, Matt Turner, Sean Johnson, and the Wonder Kid, um, uh, Gabby uh, Slonina out of Chicago. Cause like he's like that's like seventeen, right? Like he's uh, seventeen. Yeah, yeah. There's uh, a lot of a uh, lot of buzz around him. Um, okay. Like like we mentioned um, earlier, there's like four right backs on, on the back line: Reggie Cannon, uh, DeAndre Yedlin, uh, Rick Lennon. Uh, of course, I think I think McKenzie can still play right back, but like yeah, like. But actually, you brought up something earlier that I wanted to get on um, the absence of of uh, John Brooks. Uh, it seems like there like there's some drama right between him and Burhalter. Like, because I would feel like, uh, like we said earlier, like this time when you want to call your absolute best guys, but it seems like right now things aren't looking too good um, right now for Brooks. What's what's up there? Yeah, so this is an interesting saga, right? Because it's basically become that between these two guys. But I feel like a lot of it has been manufactured by, I don't know how to quite say it, but manufactured by people wanting something to be there that may not be there. Because okay. he hasn't, he, all he's said over these past few months is that Brooks' form has not been up to par. What do we've heard from Wolfsburg? That his form has not been up to par. But that has turned into Brooks is a cancer, Brooks is a bad teammate, he has a, he had, had a spat with a coach, and that's why he's not being called in. But nobody from Wolfsburg, John Brooks, or Burhalter has ever said that there has been a rift between the two parties. It literally has just been – he has not been playing well. And, he, and mm-hmm. back in October, he was the first person to say, yo, I have not played well enough to be on this national team. I need to work my way back into it. Now, granted, he has a contract situation at Wolfsburg where he's going to be a free agent, and they're trying not to re-sign him. Yeah, I heard but about that. he's been playing very well lately. Um, and he's getting back to that, but it just hasn't been enough. And I think that is the biggest issue. And people are really trying to, I think people are really trying to find something where something may not be there and saying that there's a rift. But I have not seen that in any interactions that they have had. You know, players have come out and said, yo, this dude's just not the guy in the locker room that we want to have around. And no one, at least no one publicly at Wolfsburg is even saying that he's not a good teammate. So that right. is. That's where we're standing right now, but it still leaves open the door for when he doesn't get called in. People go, Burhalter and him must have it out for each other. Yeah, like, like and, and that's always a, a dangerous thing to play with, especially like with black players. It's like once you start getting that, yeah, he's a bad teammate label. It's like that's that kind of sticks with you, whether it's with club or country, and it just becomes a whole bigger thing. Like that's the kind of thing that you that you definitely want to avoid, just in. You know, you're you're trying to make sure that everything stays on, on the up and up. Um, now, luckily, you know we gotta we're we're missing that 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 wall, but we do have a wall of Atlanta. You know, coming coming through. That's like <laughs> honestly, when he plays, 
we're we're good. We're good. When Miles yeah. plays, we're good. So I, 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 we should be in good shape. We should be all right. But um, I would love to have Brooks take it out. Have they ever played together on the back line? Nothing. Uh, Brooks. Yeah. yeah, Brooks. Yeah, Brooks and Robinson. Isn't that a, isn't I don't a think so. Group? Isn't yeah. that a country group? Brooks and none. Okay. <laughs> You know, that's a baseball player, Brooks Robinson. That's it. That's true. I I do want to go back to something because you said something that's really important. Just the fact that black players always end up being involved in, quote, unquote, these rifts. We saw this last September when Weston McKinney was kicked off the team and suspended Mm -hmm. for a couple games. Right, right, right. Greg Mm -hmm. Berhalter last week in his press conference, someone asked him, oh, well, you know, if McKinney's back, has that been healed? He goes, there was, like, I have to address this. There's been nothing to heal. He's, like, he made a mistake. We talked it out, and he w- he's been welcome on our team since then, and he has been playing and showing that he is, you know, that is that was just a momentary lapse of judgment, not right. a, a, not an indication of his character. And I think that's the problem, right? Like, anytime, like, I mean, you guys are saw, saw back in September when he got, you know, suspended. Uh-huh. People were like, he should never wear a national team uniform ever again. Next month, oh, well- he got called in, people were like, I'm surprised, like, they shouldn't be surprised. Like these things are not as big as fans like to make it out. Yeah, I think also Landon is guilty for that interview in particular, oh, for sure. where yeah. he like, you know what I mean? Like it was just, and he should know what his his voice like. Basically, it influences, and so like the moment he came out with that with those strong words without really saying much, like a lot of people, yeah, assume the worst. Uh, you know, my whole thing was like, I think. Specifically, like, breaking protocol, like, leading up to a game is dumb. Like, breaking curfew, you know, and the breaking COVID protocols and things, that's dumb. Like, fair enough, you get sent home for that. But, like, to hold it over him, I think, would have been a mistake. And so, yeah, just like, you know, I wasn't surprised that he was right back in. And if he had not been called back, right, if he hadn't learned this lesson or there was a continued thing, then I would be concerned. But, like, a kid making a mistake, like, no. Like, listen, I, I made my jokes too, right? But... I never, right. at, no, at no point did I want him off the team. Like, come on, that's, that's like I mean, we're we were in Nashville. We're like, yo, my man, like, like someone should be like, yo, man, like we'll bring Broadway to you. Don't don't go to Broadway, man. Like we love Broadway. <laughs> we knew we knew what was popping. Like, and we knew it's like I mean, it's no open secret. It's like, yo, my man likes party, and everybody's like, yo, check on West. Where you at? Like, we're we're literally on the streets yeah. of Nashville. Like, yo, West, where you at? But like that was in jest, and yeah. most people were taking that to be like, yo, he's. He's putting his career in jeopardy. And I'm like, no, he's not. He's 20 years old. He's 21 years old. And right. he's doing what 21-year-olds do in Nashville. We're as like, I, like, I am almost 40. And I was doing the same thing in Nashville. <laughs> and he was accused right. of doing it. So, like, he's doing I mean, the same thing as the kids at Vanderbilt. Like, he's not. The kids at Vanderbilt. He's not yeah, doing kids anything Belmont, different. Like, kids who were there for the game. Everybody was out partying. And we were just saying, look, just chill. Like, we, we get it. You're a kid. You want to party. Like, you made a mistake. Yeah. Let's not do it again. And let's be clear, he is not the only person in U.S. national team history to be caught oh. bringing someone back to the crib. Oh, <laughs> now after curfew. Hello. This, this year, like, what you like? <laughs> <laughs> and and to me, I just also think it's hilarious. I guess maybe from an American perspective, this is the tamest scandal a person can have. Do you know what goes on <laughs> in European countries and they still win World Cup? Like. Look, Man, I have stories team, that I will tell on no, on no podcast. <laughs> I have stories I will tell on no podcast or in public. <laughs> <laughs> have told me stuff. 
that I'm like, look, y'all worried about West McKinney, y'all should not be worried about West McKinney. I'm not. That's light work. That's light work. I, as somebody who works with 21 year olds, I'm like, he's just 21. Like, it's not, nice. it's not deep. It's not a big, yeah. But uh, look at, at the rest of the roster. Like, so in the midfield, we got a Costa back in, uh, Luca De La Torre uh, was back in into the squad. Uh, Christian Rodon, uh, I feel like people have a, he, their perception on him is a, is a mixed bag, but I think that honestly, he's a guy that, you know, we need as far as just a veteran presence and just somebody who's willing to do a lot of the dirty work. Um, but I think like, if I'm looking at this correctly, like we actually just might have a, the rare Adams McKinney U.S. agent Trident finally uh, in, yeah. in, in, in our starting 11. Like it just might happen. Like, I think, like it's only happened like twice in the last um, two, three years. Like it doesn't happen often. So you got to make sure we take advantage a of this. More, but yeah, like it, it's funny because every time it'd be like, they all three would be named to camp, and then what, again the weekend just put before. Out, like, ah, yeah. So I'm like, ah, oh, you know, I, you know, I stubbed my toe, so I can't make it to camp. So, <laughs> so uh, but yeah, I, I think that is uh, that, and also the midfield. I'm really excited because we've seen what uh, I, I call the MMA lineup: Musa, McKinney, like we see what they got are, buddy, and they are there. They are all healthy, and they are all playing exceptionally well right now with their clubs like west mckinney probably isn't more the better form of anybody in this hemisphere right now and musa just scored that banger for valencia Ooh. against atlanta yeah. the other day yes yeah. adams has been tearing it up for for leipzig in whatever position they decide to put him in on, on right. a given day i think yeah. those three those three if they can control the midfield and are locked in ain't nobody stopping us like that yeah the, they're, they're the engine they're the key Yes, I saw a question post uh, with our guys at the Best Damn Soccer Show uh, about like our midfield possibly being like a top ten uh, midfield at the World Cup, and I was like, all this top ten, but I do think that it's probably one that's probably slept on quite a bit. And I think that uh, assuming that we qualify, as long as everyone's healthy, that's going to be that midfield is going to open a lot of eyes um, at, at the World mm. Cup because like I said these guys are young, I... young, young. I push back. I think by November they could be. Um, and I think to navigating this is tricky, right? Because in my mind for the past, I guess, post not qualifying and knowing the talent that's coming, in my mind, the golden number's been 2026. Mm -hmm. right. And I still mm -hmm. think it yeah. is because everybody yeah. will be rounding into their primes roughly at the same time. Mm -hmm. right. But I kind of think we might go further in 2022 than I originally thought of. I think that if if all the stars align, I think that we could actually sneak uh, sneak around and, and, and get a quarterfinal run. I, I think it's yeah. very much so. I think that's, a, I think that's a, a, a realistic, lofty goal, right? Like, that's something that is easily attainable. I will say about that lineup, I don't think they're top 10. And I hope they listen to this and hear me say that they're not a top 10 in the world midfield because I know they'll take it personally Okay. Yes. and they'll take <laughs> it out on the wall. Yes, ultimate material. I respect that. But I will say this. Um, the, only re the only reason why I would hesitate against like a, a quarterfinal run is, of course, what we're about to go into with the, uh, with the forwards. We still don't have – I don't think we have like a surefire answer yet up front, but, but we're almost right. there. And – uh, we uh, we saw over the past month we've had 
uh, Ricardo Pepe make his big move from FC Dallas over to uh, Augsburg in, in the Bundesliga. I think he's gotten in two games, maybe three. Yes, two. And, yeah, at least two. And, he started one and, and, and subbed on his face. And um, so we got Aronson, Ariola, Jesus Pereira, Jordan Morris is is uh, back in the fold. Like he actually, he's he's bounced back really quickly from that knee injury. Yeah. Like, and, like he um, I know he got called up uh, last month uh, with the national team. I guess he made a decent impression. And I think that, of course, it's always hard, you know, when you're coming back from not one but two knee injuries. But I think that if he's healthy. I think we need to look at him up front. I think we do. I think that what, who we have out wide allows him to, to move up front. And mm. honestly, like, I don't think there's a reason. Like, I don't think there's anybody you rule out from the forwards, right? Like, mm. I'm not, not to come across too harshly, but of the position groups, like, I think the forwards don't excite me as much as the others. But there's still, like, good young players and potential. I mean, like, obviously Pulisic on his day, you know, we we know what he can do. And then, like, Pepe you know, seems like he's going to be good. And then, like, you know, I like, personally, I like Weah. I think Zardes. I like Weah. Yeah, I think Zardes does a job, you know, on the same way he gets called up. And so, but I I would, I wouldn't rule out anybody. So, yeah, I would definitely, I think Morris at least deserves a look in uh, at the striker position because that mobility, especially with, like, those runs in behind, you know, or maybe you do, it like, a two-striker setup with him and uh, a more uh, poacher type of striker or something like that. I mean, you know, I think the beer halter he should experiment. And I, that's one thing I do give him credit for is that he will at least try different things. Since we do have two Chelsea people on, on, on the podcast, because um, Tuchel seems to have this thing about ha- ha- pull, playing Pulisic up as a, as a false nine. I'm not understanding this at all, but hopefully y'all can help me out with this. But like, um, I, but I do think that that actually might play well in trying out a, a two-striker setup. Can I, be, can I be very, very funny with you? Do it. Do it. I kind of like him as a wingback. Ooh. I like him in the Chelsea scheme as a wingback. I don't think Tuchel does it enough, but he's dropped him back a few times, and I'm like, oh, he gets to be on the ball. That actually works for them. Now that is a specific scheme, um, so I don't necessarily think we can pull that off for the national team, uh, but I think if you can get him on the ball sooner, it's always helpful. Um, false not... If... Okay. Make it make I think sense we struggle. I think we struggle as as a federation with false nines. I think we struggle. They don't know think, what to do with cat. They don't I, know I, to do with cat either. Like they don't know. I think technically we're not advanced yet for that for that life. Right. We're getting there, but it's just not yet. And they don't it, have the personnel. Like, that too. Yeah. Like very few clubs or countries, like teams in general, have really successfully pulled it off. You know, right. very few individual players really, I think, uh, make make the role like get the most out of it so uh Pulisic in the false nine uh, you know I think that Tuka was just trying something in that moment yeah. I don't know if that's something that's like for the long term I feel yeah. like I feel like the the false nine in soccer is like the triangle in basketball like everybody's like <laughs> swears by it but no one has no one has the personnel to actually really right 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 that's actually a really good point there because yeah like yeah as much as people love the triangles like yeah you don't see it only person I ever did it was Phil Jackson and um, Tex yeah. Winter. That's that's really it. Yeah. Right. And he had yeah, was... he had the best players on the game to do it. Right. right. Like, like everyone's like, oh no, I'll just take Jordan and put him over here on my team. Like, no, 
don't have Jordan. We don't have Kobe. You, you might not be able to. You can't do that with, uh, with uh, Andrew Wiggins. It's just not. It's just not possible. <laughs> no, exactly. Like, yeah, I think it's a, a matter of personnel, and I think there's other places on the pitch he can play. He's fine. Like, I like him out wide. If we're gonna, you know, do that, because um, I think he's more able to create out there. Um, mm-hmm. And I mean, he's gonna start. Like, I don't, I don't see a world where he's not on this on the squad. Um, so yeah, I I think. Do we think we'll have a nine? Like, do we think we'll have a true nine? Uh, by, by the World Cup, like yeah. One that we try, like one that we trust. Ooh, that's a big ask. Because <laughs> have we ever really trust trusted a, a nine? Trust is a mofo, yeah, you know what I'm saying. A lot, a lot <laughs> could happen between now and now and November. I would say, based on right now, it's. I would say that maybe there's a sixty percent chance, but like, yeah, there's still, there's so much can happen between now and then. So it's like I can't. I think we have a true candidate. And yeah, yeah. I think Ricardo Pepe can be a nine, but I don't think he plays in that nine style that I like grew up yeah. watching and, and you guys probably grew up watching. If he's Jordan still young, he's still young for that. Team, if Jordan Peefaw can get on this team and show that mm. I think he's capable of playing that traditional like hammer nine, right? Like the yeah. guy that mm. like like that Josie Alcibor used to do used back to in his prime. Yeah. Like and that's that. what like that's where guys. I think Jordan can be. Jordan Worst can be. I think that he can actually play that role if 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 he's allowed to. I do think that P. Fuck is is definitely an uh, an option there as well. I said Pepe right now. I think for especially for a lot of our guys because I actually had this uh, conversation on Twitter earlier today. Like their, their bodies haven't filled out yet, so they're mm-hmm. still like wiry, young, live. They're just it's just it's just not there now once they get a little older say by 2026 they got some years on them they got some meat on their yeah. bones they'll <laughs> they'll be in that position where it's like yeah i can take that uh, that pounding and keep on going so i think at the moment it's 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 just not there yet but it's coming it just they got to grow up and that's just yeah. that just it just takes time but uh but but before we move up here i, I did want to uh, just kind of like because like uh, the U.S. player market has actually been pretty busy um, this past month. Like I so said, we we saw Pepe move over to Augsburg. Uh, Justin Che also with the Dallas system. He just moved over to Hoffenheim. Uh, we also just saw. Um, it looks like uh, the in D.C. we got a uh, the kid uh, Paredes is about to move over to uh, Wolfsburg. Um, does that look like is it about a done deal? It sounds like it. I mean, this is all happening. At the same time as Paul Ariola's deal is being finalized with Dallas. Oh, we're, we're going to talk about that. Okay. <laughs> it's going to be a very volatile day in, <laughs> in DC land. But yes, it sounds like that is done. It sounds like he's already off to Wolfsburg for his medical. So uh, I, I'm really proud of him. He's been, I mean, he's a kid that just has embraced the kid role and just kind of mm-hmm. like said, hey, I'm just going to play with fire. Like he's mm-hmm. a guy that when you see him play, you're, like as a DC United fan, you're just like, man. Like that kid plays with so much energy, and he plays with like he's having fun, even when he's like even on those bad days, right? When DC is getting just destroyed, he's like out there with a smile on his face. We're gonna miss that around those parts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like 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 that's like honestly, like this this past winter and off season has been really exciting just to see, uh, you know, the increased demand in uh in American players. Cause, I mean, like it's it's, it's only gone up. I know um, 
Leeds has been talking about. Um, they've actually made bids for Brendan Aronson. They got rejected by um, RB Salzburg. And um, I think they're actually t- talking about bumping up to, like, I think 20 million pounds for Aronson. Like, yeah. Yeah. I love – I, especially with Bielsa still being there, I'm like, I love that move if if it gets done. Yeah. Like, but we still have like a, a lot of sense in it. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And He's like, a we still too. have like a. You know how Bielsa likes. Yeah. yeah, exactly, exactly. Like we still got like like, like a few days left in the transfer window. Like the transfer window ends on the 31st. So, uh, you know, hopefully we'll keep an eye on that. Cause I know. And then also, I think kind of surprise of the weekend that um, is out here in that Arsenal is looking at Matt Turner. And uh hmm. I didn't see that coming. But you know, I mean he's had a he had he had a great a season. Bit. He had a great season. Of course I, my thing is just always to be a backup. No, so my thing is this, right? For the player, for Tim, for Turner, yeah. It's an incredible move. It's one that he deserves. He he is burst onto the limelight. Again, he's probably gonna start on Thursday led the team in shutouts last year. Like he has earned this move for him, the player. It does not make sense for him from a standpoint of, is he going to be playing and staying sharp? Because again, he's mm-hmm. competing for that number one spot. He's not just right. competing to be on the team. He's trying to be the number one. Right. And our two top candidates are going to be backups at big clubs in England. Yeah. I don't know how that fits into the equation. So that would be the interesting thing is whether he says, yes, that's cool. Like, I, you know, take the money and run or, or go to the bigger situation and maybe get loaned out or something. Or if he says, you know, I'm in a World Cup year, which some of these guys are saying, like Paul Ariola, they're saying, I want to play every day because I don't want them to leave me off this team because I'm not. So I wonder if that keeps them in New England for at least like another yeah. like year or six months or whatever, or 18 months. Or if he says, yo, I'm, I'm not going to get this opportunity again. Let me go over here and then figure out how to keep myself relevant. So, so two – sorry. So two things. One, and I, I asked this when he resi- or resigned through, what, 2024, 2025. You think Stefan signs that contract with the thought that he's going to be the starter in the next couple of years? That's a great question. I don't know mm-hmm. what was going through his head when he signed that long deal. Okay. I'll be honest yeah. with you. I was shocked. Like, that one shocked me. But he's uh, probably getting paid. Oh, I mean, yeah, it's Manchester City. Like, yeah. yeah. I would definitely say, like, at least in, on, on that regard, I, I think that they definitely see value in him. I'm not sure they see enough value value in him to where it's not like um, uh, Emerson's going to be leaving anytime soon for City. So it's like, you know, yeah. like, do, are you just having that for, for a safety blanket or – or what? Because I think that especially going into not so much this season, but next season, like those those first few months going into the World yeah. Cup, it's like yeah, yeah. I think that um, Stefan's going to want to be in a position where he's getting those games in and he's at least sharp going into the tournament. Because like it's it's pretty much gonna, you're going to be splitting hairs uh, at that point. It's like who's who's absolutely sharp right now, especially with. The European players, they're they're right there, just getting to the groove of the European season when they leave. So it's like, yeah, you want to make sure when when you get the cutter, you're 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 hitting the ground running. Um, so I think I think for both of them, like what happens this summer is going to be pretty big for for either one of them. If even if uh, Turner leaves now, it's not really even so much what happens 
the rest of this European this accent those August September October if mm. if you're out there you need to be playing there's just no way no, no way around it and he but, can go um, to Arsenal now and he can go to Arsenal now and then like you said see what happens for six months and then this summer go look I'm trying to get to this World Cup I'm trying to play every day send me out on loan for you know six months to a year so I could showcase myself and also I'm getting development off of your books so right. when I come back I'm a better player those sort of things I, I would not be surprised because Man City will do that they did I mean mixed disrood is still a Man City player has never never yeah. played for them Seriously, played everywhere wow. else in the world that's, wow. that's wow. absolutely hysterical <laughs> and so I so they're used to doing stuff like that Stefa could do that and I think Turner is gonna be like look like I it's not my place but can you send me over here so that I can get some playing time like okay. that sort of thing so it'll be interesting to see how that works and I think for those two it's definitely more about making sure you're sharp right like we're assuming they're two of the three right yeah definitely okay yeah. um but yeah let's uh the areola trade uh well actually let's 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 back up real quick because it actually Art. starts starts back with the Kellen Acosta trade who got recently got traded from Colorado to LAFC now the story was you know Everything was all hunky dory with with the trade, and there was some buzz that that um, that Acosta didn't really go, want to go to LAFC, and it wasn't so much that it's just more, it was just more so. And, it, and according, this came from him directly was that it, there was interest in teams over in Europe that uh, that wanted to get him, and then suddenly it's like up, oh, uh, Colorado's traded over to LA for. A bunch of gam blam and, and panda blam and and then he's he's in LA. Um fast forward a week later, uh we have Paul Ariola, uh who at the time was looking at uh, possibly doing a deal with Club America in Mexico and suddenly up oh, they're going to FC Dallas uh, for two million in, in, in gam and wham. So and the story was that he dropped his interest in it going to Club America in order for this move to go through. And Paul looked at uh tweeted on, on, on Twitter was like, uh, did I really do that? Like, I don't know what's going on, Chief. Like, he gave that drunk face emoji too. He was like, yeah, really? like, like mm-hmm. <laughs> But yeah, like like right now, uh we're in a space where uh obviously GAM it's becoming much more valuable within within MLS. So I, I think what's happening is you're seeing teams that uh, that are looking to take more greater advantage of of um, of using using GAM. But at the same time, like you're still moving players without re- without really they're, they're okay without saying like, hey, do you want to go here? Like, hey, can, can, can you really do this? Like that like that's the part about you know, the frustration that I, one of the things I just can't stand is like trades. Like you can just basically just say, "Hey, we're gonna send you over here and uproot you. You might have a girlfriend, two two extra jobs, but yeah, we're gonna go ahead and trade you." Like, what's like that's the part that just bugs me to no end. Like, I I talked cool. about that um on Twitter uh, last week when the cost of trade happened. It's like it's more the same with the Ariola trade. Well, and. You know, like what happened right here in Atlanta, you know, like Anton Walks coming out and saying he was 
I, you know, he was like, hey, I thought we were talking about a long-term deal. I was talking about settling here in Atlanta, and then I find out I'm going to Charlotte. Now, luckily, that's not too big a trip and adjustment in theory, but still, it's about the respect, you know? And then, like, uh, I do wonder, like, does, does Miles even have a say in whether or not he wants to go? I mean, like, I could see why he would want to stay. I could see why he would want to go. But for Eels to come out and say, well, we're not taking offers on the backdrop of everything else that's happened, it's like, yeah. And it's not, this isn't the first offseason that we've had players. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We use yeah. social media, you know, dispute things that have been reported. Like, it's it's a whole, it's a culture thing within U.S. soccer. Because we see it in the NWSL, too. You know All what I mean? Time. So, so in, the middle, in the middle of the season. Like, yeah. yeah. I'll say it's sports. I'll say it's all sports, right? Like, sure. yeah. we've seen players in recent years decide to use their social media platforms to take back some of the power from the ownerships when it comes to the future, uh, their futures, right? Like, right. so, but at the same time, when the media goes to the team and the team says, hey, we're doing A, B, and C for decades, we've just said, okay, well, team yeah. went lively. That's what's up. That's what's happening. <laughs> and now these players are saying, hey, there's more than just what they're saying, or, that's just complete BS, right? Like they're doing, I'm like that they're coming out and saying this because for us as fans, we're getting the full story of saying, hey, maybe Paul didn't want to leave DC. Maybe Acosta really did want to go abroad and they're trying to block him by sending him to LAFC. Mm-hmm. Maybe Anton Watts really like had just bought a house and just, you know, maybe you know, right. if he had kids, we're putting him in school. And now he's saying, yo, I didn't want to uproot my kids to move right. to Charlotte or, or, or whatever it is, right? Guys are coming out and saying, like, hey, you're just trading us around like we're commodities. We are human beings that have lives, and there may be reasons we want to do this over that. But when it comes to the teams, a lot of times you, the team says, hey, we're, you know, this, this guy didn't want to be here anymore. And people go, oh, well, no, we don't want him anyway. He's gone. When the player's yeah. like, no, I really wanted to stay, but these guys wanted me to leave. I like that they're speaking out. Yeah, definitely. I, I think that, you know, that's one of the things that, you know, and so we, we we especially in this country we've we've gotten so used to the idea of trades, and that's one one of the things that, about transfers how, as how they're done globally. Like no matter what happens, in most cases, I probably see nearly all of them is it's still in agreement with the club you're leaving, the club you're going to, and the player. Everyone has to be all on the same page. Otherwise, the 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 deal does not go go through. And I think that that's something that's very equitable and and it's it just honestly fair like you know it's, it's not even so much you know about ethics so to speak it's just like hey everyone needs to agree to this otherwise this deal isn't happening and, and we've, we've seen cases in the past where it's, where a player has even though it's in his best interest to leave and in the club's best interest to leave if if the the club that wants them, if it doesn't work, it's like nah, I'm just gonna stay. I'm a I'm gonna make y'all broke for another six months, and y'all just have to eat 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 that charge. And it's like that's just how how it is. And I hope that we get to a point where we have that same equity here in this country. Um, I know, like we haven't really talked about it yet. Um, the the new third division in MLS, um, their setup. Um, it kind of is kind of mirrors what what's done overseas. We'll get into that in in more detail probably next month, especially as we get closer to when the season starts, because that's actually some big stuff that 
I, I think that everybody should uh, should know about going forward. But um, but before we uh, uh, hit this break, uh, I, I'd be remiss if we didn't at least ask was what well, well, we got scores um, for for uh, for this week. Let's let's let, of course we'll do uh, we'll do U.S. Uh, El Salvador first. Like we're we'll looking at here. Mm. What was Nothing. the score on the other leg? What do what do we do against them? It was zero zero. Scoreless was no, draw. That was a nil nil draw. Okay. Um. I'm gonna go two nil. I'm gonna go two nil. I'm the cold. Hard crack. Let's say three nil. Okay. Okay. What we got, Silves? Three one. I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say two one uh, U.S. Uh, I said, um, I don't think it'll be a cakewalk by any means, but I think that in the long run we should be okay. Uh, and then uh, the uh, big one, uh, Canada USA. Of course, keep in mind we uh, Canada does not have Alfonso Davies. Of course, he's still out with uh, with my yeah. So that's a, can we, that's a, that's can a we just piece. say real quick? Can we just say real quick? I think he is arguably the best player in CONCACAF. He's oh, so yeah. fun to watch. I would not and, argue with that. And as someone who has a heart condition, I like this kind of yeah. struck me, you know, because he's such a young kid with such a, like, forget promise. He's, again, young. some people call him the best left back in the world. I really hope that he is okay before anything else and yes. that he can come back. Uh, because he's so fun to watch, but also I just hate that he's not a part of this game because oh, yeah. Canada has been yeah. so successful because of him, and I think yeah. uh, that is not being recognized here in the United States. So I just wanted to make that note. I hope he's better uh, and, and that he's back on the field soon. But hopefully, yeah. just that everything is in here is okay uh, because I know how scary that. Yeah, absolutely. And like in a lot of ways, he's kind of like the the Crystal Dunn of. Uh, men's yeah. conquer calf because like yeah like mm-hmm. he really like and in most cases he actually is playing up front uh close to up front for canada i'm like dude like he's mm-hmm. he's that nasty like he is he's a bad man like it's it's yeah. absolutely insane but yeah. they've they've got i mean they've got jonathan they've got tejan like they've got yeah ballers on that squad like can't it's gonna be i'm not gonna say they're gonna usurp mexico i feel like mexico will write the ship at some point but it's a three-way. It's a three-way race at this point. I think. I, I, I think it's pretty safe that that, but us three will be the automatic qualifiers, and just like I said, mm-hmm. barring some catastrophe, they they we should all be the top well, three. Well, we did catastrophe last time, so let's yeah, let's, yeah. let's not well, do that again. Yeah. Right, right. But um, but yeah, I, I'm actually gonna go with uh, I'm gonna go one-one, go one-one draw. That's what it was last time, right? Yes, it was. Yes, a 1-1 draw. I'm going to go – this is not a homer pick. This is a – I think that a lot of people in Canada are misjudging the fact that they are going to be playing two games in Central America in 80 degrees and playing in Hamilton, which is not 80 degrees. (laughs) I'm going to go one no United States. Okay. Ooh. Okay. Okay. I'm going to go – I'm gonna go two one Canada. Ooh, okay. Uh, Keep it spicy. All of those are very, very possible. I was gonna go two one. I was gonna go two one U.S. 
Yeah. Because I do think David, I do think Alfonso missing matters. Oh, yeah. I think it matters. I, I think for them, especially for, I, I, I forgot to pull up um, uh, their <laughs> schedule. Um, I think, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Um, I think that them missing him for all three games, like they might be all right for one or two, but like I, I feel like they're going to lose one of the three uh, due to this. So it's going to be tricky as far as just navigating up because because he's such a dominating player right now. It's just it's insane. So hopefully we were able to take advantage of that. And then lastly, the uh, U.S. Honduras on the second. Uh, let's say 2-1 U.S. I think it'll be a little bit tired, but grind it mm-hmm. out. Yeah, I think we'll be due for a refresh um, that game. Yeah, I think if you rotate well, though, you're probably fine. I will do... I can't believe I'm trusting the defense in the third game. Um, 2-0 U.S. Yeah, I'm going to do... Mm. I'll go three one. Um, I, I mean, Honduras is the weakest team in in the octagonal so far, and I don't expect them to come out in the snow again after they've had two home games and try to muster anything. I do think they probably get a goal, but it's in consolation. Hmm. Yeah, I'm, I'm I'm gonna go a simple one nil win uh, for the U.S. It won't be it won't be flashy. It, it just Sometimes you just got to get it done. Um, I, I think that's how we close out. So, like, I, I'm, I, if we come out with at least six points, I think that's that's a pretty good window. Obviously, if you do not, that's perfect. But I think I think six is doable here. So, um, of course, uh, you got uh, USL Salvador on Thursday, uh, Canada USA on Sunday, and then next Wednesday is U.S. Honduras to go. So come next week, uh, we'll be able to do a quick recap on on those games and more. On the flip side, after break, we're going to hit up uh, AFCON and two up and two down and more with our main man, Donald Wine. So stick with us. Get a word from Two Cents. Now we'll be right back. Episode 33 of Shea Butter FC, a podcast by, for, and about Black women in soccer, featuring your hosts, Sky and Silks. This week, we bring you our newest segment, FSBFC Reading Circle, to discuss the latest NWSL news and nonsense. Then, we take you to soccer school to discuss that goal in the Arsenal Man City matchup in the WSL this week. And finally, we bring you our hits and riffs and rants and raves of the week. As always, please like and subscribe to our podcast on your favorite platform. And don't forget to follow us at SBFC underscore podcast on Instagram and social media. Until then, we'll see you when we see you. Have a great week.
Um, Afcon. Uh, has a uh, Silves has Scott told you about about her bootleg cable? Yes, she has. Okay, so I I, I know she's been taking full advantage of of Afcon like I have watch watching this, and I gotta tell you, did not expect Nigeria to get knocked out like that. Absolute scene. Uh. I, 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 my plan was to wear my Nigeria today, then, but then they got knocked out, and I'm like, bruh, like y'all are killing me right now. Can't even get the tits off. Some, uh, I saw, was it Scam say Arsenal and uh, Nigeria fans? At least y'all got. <laughs> 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 oh, shit. <laughs> 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 he was in Nigeria. He was in his feelings, um, man. <laughs> like that I was like no 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 he got it was a yellow then he got turned to a red I was like bro yeah like yeah yeah he just got in um I mean yeah I think the expectation was that that Nigeria team would make a deep run uh and that you know they were playing uh Tunisia yeah you know a Tunisia team that kind of sort of made like I think were they third place in their group I believe they were the second they were yeah yeah didn't win it um yeah they should have they should have been able to win that game um, and even with the man down, they were, you know, they had the chances, but it's just, it's soccer. Like, it's football. Like, that's football is the answer sometimes. Yeah. So, I think if you play that game five more times, you know, they win probably five of them. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's a big, it's a big loss for the tournament, right? It's your most populous country. It's, it's the draw. Um, <laughs> and, yeah. Yeah, so... Uh, we we're in, we're in the middle of uh, the round of sixteen. I think we have uh, two more games on Wednesday. Um, yeah. We uh, now the um, Burkina Burkina Faso Gabon match with the PKs. Yo, that shit was just drama. Just yes, yes. Like, I, 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 and tomorrow I, tomorrow's Ivory Coast Egypt too. Yes, Oof. yes. Oof. Oof. <laughs> <laughs> One thousand percent elephants. Let's go. And I'm rooting for yeah. But uh, I know, like so far, we've had uh, Morocco uh, beat Malawi. That was actually uh, t- uh, earlier today. Uh, Cameroon, Com- Comoros Island. That was actually uh, like Comoros. Well, well, they, they ain't go down to, like like no punks. But like <laughs> you know, like the home team, they came through. Like I said, we talked about the um, incident outside the stadium um, earlier in the show. Um, it's like so like that kind of puts a damper on things, but if nothing else, though the the home team is is still is still moving on. And I think that uh, with the, so we got Cameroon plays Gambia, uh, Senegal um, beat Cape Verde today. Uh, yeah, that Ivory Coast Egypt that's gonna be ooh man, that's gonna that's, be that's uh. That's one where I'm like, I wish they were playing later. In the- yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, 
hate to see it. Um, yeah, that's really gotta do. be a, that, if that was prime time, that'd be that'd be a must see TV for everybody. Yeah, yeah, I mean, and that's but actually no, because it's on BN, so. Right, so you get commercials. You get you get it like at like eleven o'clock. Like yeah, we'll we'll finally show it on BN Sports. Yeah, go go right ahead. I will say whoever does the whoever does the music on BN Extra during those commercials, like first of all, it does kind of slap now that we've been listening to it for like a week and a half. (laughs) Uh, And they should probably put out an album. But again, we were talking about this pre-show. They are so lucky that it has not, yeah, like miss had made you miss a goal. Because if that yeah. happened, oh, we, the we, we would burn that, down overnight. That's that's great murder today. Oh, Malawi. Just yes. Yeah. Of the yeah. tournament. Yes. I'm well, and but I say that all the time. So, like, old boy from Camarose hit that worldie of a mm-hmm. free yeah. kick. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then the banger from Malawi, but then Hakimi turns around and hits a banger from the free <laughs> kick. It's just. I think people. So I think people just realized that that uh, Hakimi plays for PSG. Like, yo, this dude's nasty. Like, this yeah, that's Hakimi. Like, <laughs> he played for my team. He played for Real Madrid. Like, he went to yeah. Dortmund. Played there. Like, yeah, Hakimi's legit. One of the biggest clubs. Yeah. yeah. Uh. Yeah. I think. I still think Senegal might sneak it, but I do too. Yeah. I do too. That's the thing. They look like the strongest right now, and they look in yeah. form as well. They have the best keeper in the tournament, so you know. yeah, yeah. That's, I yeah. would argue one of the best in the world. Yeah, I said at least FIFA, you know, recognize them, so you know, some, at least someone is finally. Yeah, yeah. yeah somebody <laughs> got it. Yeah, but, uh, but I'm looking at the bracket right now. And I'm I'm like, yeah, yeah, because even like even if you once you get past Ivory Coast Egypt, like the winner of that game still has to play Morocco. And I'm like, mm, that one's right tough. I'm like, I really don't don't know. I'm like I, I think, I'll, I'll I'll say this, and of course we'll still be covering this going into going through the final. But I think as it stands right now, I think the final will be Senegal and the winner of that, whoever wins between the Ivory Coast and Egypt, whoever plays them in Morocco, that's going to be your final. I I, listen, uh, oh. Ivory Coast versus Senegal is something I will wake up any time of day and watch. Yeah, yeah. Facts. That's that's one for the culture. I would take off work to watch it. Yeah, <laughs> like, that's gonna be it. That would be a match. I'm like, yeah, I think that's uh, cause like, well, I mean, that's uh, cause that's wait, that's Super Bowl Sunday, right? That's the same Sunday as Super Bowl. I thought it was I the think. before. No, cause Super Bowl. No, it's the weekend before. Yeah, okay, okay, no. yeah, it's the weekend before. This year. Okay, um, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the Super Bowl didn't want to compete with the Afcon final, so I'm saying, you know, this, this, this that's why that's why Europe was just hating on them so much. It was like, hey, we just, you know, we don't want to, we don't want that smoke. I get it, I yeah. understand. <laughs> um, no smoke, but uh, but yeah, like, ooh, Ivory Coast Egypt, that's gonna be, yeah, that's, that's gonna be tough. It, it is eight o'clock my time, so y'all get eleven, so that's nice. But yeah, yeah, I actually have to uh, make sure I'm. I'm, I'm I'm not doing anything at work, so I can I can catch at least most of that game. Because yeah, that's gonna be, yeah. uh, that's gonna be a screamer. Um, and speaking of Ricosta, uh, of course, make sure that you get that DDA Drogba uh, Legends of the Culture hoodie at, at uh, FTCUTD.com. I said, oh, we you don't have to do the Shopify anymore. Just go to FTCUTD.com. We're still working on getting the Shea Butters website address together because that needs work. But, but, uh, but yes, make sure that you get it, um, the drug hoodie. You still got the Marta 
and Formiga hoodies and uh, a, spe- a, a Donald Wine special. I actually told him, told him about this hoodie actually a year ago. The Marcelo 2017 uh, Real Madrid hoodie, uh, that purple. Mm-hmm. That, 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 the one uh, where they went to uh, Wales to won the Champions League. Like, yeah, that, that purple is just so pretty. Yes. Mm-hmm. So that is, that is finally, um, finally up. Uh, we'll have actually some, some new releases um, come February uh, that we'll give you a heads up on next week. Um, and I, 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 need, I need to, there's, there's an announcement that we have that I really want to make for next week's episode. I just can't do it yet. I just want you all to know, stick to our socials. It's big. It's so damn big. Um, of course, with February being Black History Month, uh, we'll be having guests uh, uh, each week, and and uh, yeah, like we're we're starting off the first week big as hell. I just Ty won't let me do it. I'm like, I'm like you know that that uh, Kristen Wiggs character from SNL, like she's like biting the pillows, like yes. she just want to tell this shit so bad. Yeah, that is me right now. You have no idea. <laughs> Like, absolutely huge. But yes, we are. I'm just waiting on final confirmation from from Ty. And yeah, we'll be blowing it up on the socials like once it's officially official. But yes, Black History Month at FTC and Two Cents and Shea Butter and Ken. I think it's going to be absolutely massive. I cannot express to you enough. Um, so I just wanted to make sure that we. I said this week being work. We'll call friends like yo, we, like I, honestly, I I think we're already starting off right now with 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 Donald because like, yeah, these next few weeks, it's nothing but heavy hitters. We got the we got the week. That's how that's how we're doing it with uh with FTC. Um, yeah. but uh let's uh let's uh, wrap this in uh in two up and two down, man. Listen, I actually want to do first. Like I I am I am like I I, I need. I need I need six texts six texts, <laughs> but um, <laughs> but yo, like of uh, uh, those of y'all that watch American football, I hope y'all enjoyed this past weekend because that was absolutely uh, insane, absolutely insane. And then and then of course just the the fact that you have both Tom Brady and Hugh Aaron out <laughs> the playoffs. Hey, it's it's a good day in America. Good day in America. Um, what was your favorite nickname? Ooh, yo, I, 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 oh, I, I just saw it today. Breitbart Star. Breitbart Star was very good. Bro, I also like Rush still. Lambo. Yeah. Bro Rogan is still the goat. Bro Rogan is, is solid. Yeah. Oh, God. QB Giuliani is my personal favorite. QB oh. Giuliani was dope. Yeah. I, I, I made one. I was like, QAB. QAB. Like, that QB is QAB. Somebody, somebody had a sneak one. It was Marjorie Taylor Green Bay. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I was like, oh, <laughs> but um, you know, it it, it all comes with you know, just the 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 cliffhangers of will they or won't they leave, retire, all that stuff. Whereas my thing is like, what if what if Tampa Bay decided to be petty? It's like, you know what, we're letting uh Tom Brady go, we're getting Aaron Rodgers. It's like just like just let that simmer in your in your souls real quick. I'm like, what if I, that happened? I thought about that, and like I thought about that. 
Because oh, okay. I is, you know, he's not he's not quite as old as as Mr. Brady. You know, he could probably give you another three, four years if you wanted to. And with and with the, what they have, I'm like, yo, like, gotta keep that ball rolling. It's like somehow, some way. So, what they do in the off season is going to be pretty interesting. Uh, and well, I, you know. Not to offend Tampa, but he he's he feels like Tampa. He feel he feels like Tampa. Like he feels very much like he would fit right in Tampa. Oh oh God! Okay, he would be on a Gasparilla float today. Right. Oh God! Because like he's already talking to, talking today about um you know there are people rooting for Green Bay to lose because of his anti-vax uh, uh views. I'm like, hey. If the shoe fits, wear it. It is what it is. Yeah. Hey, I'm from Detroit. We were rooting for you. We were rooting I mean, for yeah, you before you became anti-vax. And then, and then speaking of Detroit, of course, you saw uh, your boy uh, Matt Stafford. Uh, like he's he's rolling in the playoffs. Like he's uh, finally know. getting his playoff wins. He's showing that that he can actually do some. Of course, that second half against Tampa. Like I don't know Ooh. if Kyle Shanahan decided to just co- the coach uh, <laughs> L.A. for a little bit, but. Yeah, let's uh, let's let's uh, not slip up like that. Just keep keep, keep your foot on the necks. <laughs> they tried to give that. They tried to give that game away. Huh? All the game, all the way back. But that throw was big, though. I give him that. Yes, well, yes. It, it, that dude's on the end of it. And if if is he that the best wide receiver, is he the best white wide receiver? Who Cooper? Uh, yeah, he's gotta be the best white receiver. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. 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 yeah, Jordy Nelson kind of he hadn't been. We'll see yeah, Nelson's done. Uh, Thielen wasn't who we thought who we thought he was once uh, Stephon mm-hmm. Diggs left. Um, okay, but to be fair, Kirk Cousins is always done. It ain't cool. Cole Beasley. So, nah, Cooper nah, Cup. No. Cooper Cup is doing that with Jared. Uh, not to offend the Lions fans, but <laughs> he was doing that with Jared Goff. Man. <laughs> yeah, all true. All true. <laughs> and um, hey, man, we're used to being terrible. So. And then, uh-huh. you know, keeping Ohio, uh, Cincinnati making their first oh, AFC championship in like 33 years. Like, that's just. Can't like, call like them the Bungles right now, though. Hey. Oh, right, right. <laughs> I know they're not used to having nice things, so I just hope that they enjoy this because, yeah, this typically does not happen. So, uh, we'll, uh, next week they got Kansas City. And, yeah, that, uh, that Kansas City Buffalo game was absolutely oh. nuts. I oh, don't nuts. watch a ton of NFL. I even like I didn't watch it for like two or three years, but like I turned to that game and it was better than what I thought it would be. Oh Oh, yeah, yeah. like that is the best quarterback duel. Oh yeah, like every game going up, like just progressed in like excitement. Yeah, yeah. I think the best I think the best meme from the weekend was a picture of uh of Mahomes and someone saying like, "Don't let anyone ever tell you that 13 seconds isn't long." Like, I, was like, Yo, I said it joke, so I said it joking in the group chat. I was like, "Is thirteen seconds too much time?" I'm like half joking, and damned if he only needed ten. I was You're like, right. "Yeah." I'm like, "You can't, write. man." That's that talent wise. That's the best dude I've ever seen play. We- weapons wise, because like it, it 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 helps having a uh oh, a receiver like like Tyreek Hill. They can just. Like he, he has run away from cop speed. Like that's all the way to kill it. Whoa. And and might have had to. Uh, yeah, yeah, I was gonna say. Especially in those last thirteen seconds, because he, cause he had like that uh like like twenty five yard get, um uh, uh run, and I'm like, yo, like like that's just not fair. Like 
it sh- like you should not be able to cover that much space in 13 seconds. But granted, they had timeouts, so they actually helped out a whole lot. But yeah, that game was absolutely insane. Buffalo fans, I feel for you because yo, you would think 13 seconds would be enough, yeah. and lo and behold, so and any yeah. other person it probably is, but not with that dude and not with those weapons. And the disrespect to Tyree Hill, to Chuck the Deuce, to the dude who was in front of him. <laughs> I was like, bro. I was fast I was like, one yep. time. I don't know if I could have done that myself. I don't like that's just that's that's the Look, speed that can't be taught. He said he threw the peace sign at the twenty five yard line. Yes. <laughs> like you said, with a guy in front of him and the dude was like, I can't catch you. Yeah. I what do you and he knew it. Like he was like, You're right, you're right. You know what? Right. <laughs> he didn't even he didn't even try to do the whole like you know how someone like fake dies and like kind of yeah no and they're like oh coach I tried I tried to die he didn't even do that he was like coach I uh-huh. not really an athlete pissed out his leg said nah nah just I I ain't gonna do it I ain't even gonna do it <laughs> um my second up uh, of course I know like yeah all that was just a whole combined up um second up uh the man's back. The man is back in blue, Mario Balotelli. <laughs> Mancini said, "Hey, we got we got to call in the big guns for the playoff." And Balotelli is back. Man, listen, like for those of y'all who who aren't aware with Balotelli, like he's basically had like a love hate relationship with just about all the teams that he's played for, and and also his national team in with Italy. I think this is like his first call up in like a good. Four years, I think. At least, yeah. It's it's been a hot minute. Like he like for the amount of talent that he has is just is how Italians just deal with black people is just obviously complicated. So that only makes this relationship even even more complicated. But Mancini and and Balotelli have history going back to uh, Man City going back to uh, Inter Milan, um, so I guess they're thinking that hey, like you know, we we can put our heads together and and, and make this work, and they kind of have to make it work because Italy is in the playoff, and they have to play Portugal. So you have a strong possibility of either Italy not making missing their second straight World Cup, or Ronaldo missing his last chance at a World Cup. So that's something to to keep an eye out for. During this international break, because yeah, it's uh gonna be some hurt feelings um coming after um after that uh that time um my down only got only got one down uh, th- this week and it actually just came fresh off the off the meat rack uh congratulations to David Ortiz for making the baseball Hall of Fame that part's okay the part that's not okay is that for those of y'all that don't know David Ortiz was uh. Uh, tested positive for HTH, I think, like back in '03, I believe. And we, and for those of y'all that 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 follow baseball, y'all they have this big thing about uh, PDs and keeping people out of the Hall of Fame because they were just just suspected of, P, of PDs, not even just tested positive, like guys like Barry Bonds, uh, Roger Clemens, um, players like that, that have had to like wait longer to make the Hall of Fame because of of Suspicions of, of PEDs, but here is David Ortiz. Like, granted, he had a great career in his own right, but it's like, yeah, you're saying he's cool, but they're not. Like, mm-hmm. make it make sense, Jesus. Like, help me out, make make that make that one doesn't doesn't quite compute with me. 
and um, I'm like, and, and and this year was actually Bonds' last year of eligibility um, as as um, and his current stretch of uh, eligibility. So basically, like if if he is going to get elect- elected, it's going to be through like a special committee, something like that. So yeah, like. I don't know, like if y'all happen to watch, um, there's a new show with um, HBO that Bob Costas hosts, and like they're actually talk about this kind of kind of thing, where the baseball hall of fame has kind of like been diminished. And I think that I was having a conversation with uh, with my homie Quincy, and it was like you're talking about the leader in home runs is not in the hall of fame, the player that is third all time in strikeouts is not in the hall of fame, the all time leading um, hitter. Not in the Hall of Fame. It's like, yo, like at some point, it's like, what's the Hall of Fame if if the actual actual best in the game aren't in? Now, granted, they all have like their own different cases, but it's like, yo, like you're not recognizing the best. And, and what what's always frustrating to me here is that there's never been a, a clear delineation. It's like, 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 okay, if you were suspected, like, I'd rather you say, okay, if, if you were suspected or tested positive. You have a different criteria as far as getting elected. You say like, "Hey, you know, like you got to do more than just uh, the minimum. I think it's seventy percent to get to get elected. Like you got to do eighty percent, something like that. Like you have to basically be beyond clear in order to get in. And it's basically based on your playing record. Like all this subjective stuff just gets annoying and it gets in the weeds. It's like, yo." Like that's the one thing about the of the football hall of fame. I think that's actually probably more democratic. It's like, hey, none of this off field stuff. It's what you do on the field. That's it. And baseball writers are the most sensitive of the dude, whole major. It's, 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 it's so most, frustrating. It's the most conservative sport, right? Like it has moments where it's very progressive, mm-hmm. but by and large, right? This is a sport that had a reserve clause until the seventies. Right. Like it, it, it's it's so weird and it's so bizarre. And it's like, yo, y'all gonna, you're only gonna keep tuning out even more fans because of this, and because mm-hmm. like, like I said, you gotta make it make sense at some point. And right now, it just doesn't. You know, I'm glad that Big Poppy's in the Hall of Fame, but like, you're putting him in and leaving out others who had better numbers. Even even without the PEDs, they had better numbers. So it's like, you gotta. Rick is all this one way or the other, but um, yeah. but yeah, uh, I know that was a lot for my two time. I know the football stuff. I know we had to cover that. Like it, that, that shit was just too damn good. Um, <laughs> so turn this over to Miss Sills. What you got, girl? Um, yeah, I think one of my ups was that that game. I, I mean, part of why I stopped watching was obviously in solidarity, but part of it was the product seemed very um diminished and that game gave me hope that maybe it's not um that's one of the best things i've seen in sports in a long time like that was just fun that was fun um so yeah that was that was nice and i think just keeping with that theme just there was so much soccer this weekend and so much good soccer uh this weekend some bad too but um like i think i sat in my house most of the day sunday and then turned to that game so it was just one of those like, ooh, this is a really good sports day in January, right? Where, ooh, excuse me, I can sit in my house and be lazy all day and and watch sports. And so, um, I try to, you know, cherish those moments because we didn't have sports for a while. Uh, 
So it's, yeah. it's nice when you get that. Um, other up, I'm feeling like good this semester. I'm feel, I'm productive. I I think I'm in a much better space, much better groove than I was in the in the fall. Um, and again, we've only been here for a few weeks, but um, yeah, I think in so much as we can feel okay being in person and all that other stuff uh, with the virus going around, uh, it's been good so far. So. Everybody right now is healthy, happy, um, you know, you know, doing what they need to do, productive productivity when they need to have it, rest when they need to have it. Um, and I also in turn have energy to work on like the show and, and different things. So I'm still really excited about what's coming um in the next couple of months for for Shea Butter. Um And I, I have breaking news uh oh. per per sky. The updated website is now Shea Butter FC. Dot com. Okay. Uh, yes, <laughs> it is shaybutterfc.com. Uh, I think that's what she was trying to text me, so I didn't pay attention. Uh, my fault. <laughs> my fault. Um, so yeah, I think that those are our two uh, ups, I guess, on a slightly different note. Uh, though my Chelsea women have been not the best. The, the title race is back on, baby. Huh. So, uh, yeah. you know, win something this year, please. Um, or uh, something else, I guess we won the FA. But um, yeah, yeah. There's that downs. Um, so yeah, I think for me, baseball is actually my first love. So, um, yeah, everything that goes around the hall, it just feels. I don't know if "icky" is the right word, but it's incredibly inconsistent, and it feels very gatekeepy. Um, and oh. as somebody who, not anymore, because I love myself, but grew up rooting for the Pirates. Um, you know, I feel I feel a way. Barry Bonds in my lifetime is the best hitter I've ever seen. So, yeah. and he was a Hall of Famer before, you know, the alleged PED use. So I don't think anybody's head grows that way, naturally, uh, after a certain age. So, I mean, that's a fair assumption. I mean, my head's pretty, pretty big, but yeah. yeah. We, we, we saw a, 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 an unnatural progression with him. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but it, he always had the skill, and I, I agree. I think it's just an inconsistency, and I think trying to keep some kind of standard or gatekeep some kind of thing when there's a decent amount of those players who are in the Hall of Fame who never had to play against black players, there's a decent amount of those players cheated anyway. And I said mm-hmm. on Twitter earlier, keeping Barry Bonds out of a Hall of Fame because you think he used, or I guess the cream in the clear, though he didn't use it in the season, um, because you suspect use something whereas begrudgingly you have Ty Cobb who for fear of races and went into the stands and almost killed somebody and just for him and played dirty like just for a, a myriad of it never had to play again against black players though he wouldn't have anyway um like it there's not levels you know it just makes me un- uncomfortable right like I think there needs to be a re-examination of how we do that because I do think it brings into question the validity of a Hall of Fame, and I don't want that. Um, so yeah, I'm just like it. I'm I'm a bit confused by that, and I I war with that because again, it's the sport I love first, and so um, I'll always care. But it's it's also part of why I sh- I struggle to be invested in it as much as I used to be. Um, so I hope at some point they get that right. Um, and I think he should be in the Hall of Fame. I just do. Uh, but congratulations to Dave Ortiz as well. I think he deserves to be there as well. Um, 
And then my other down, just quickly, um, we mentioned this on our own show, but I mean, check on check on your loved ones. Uh, but I just want to continue to send prayers out um, to the King and Alexander families uh, for the loss of Ian Alexander Jr. Uh, this past weekend. That was just, I read that and like caught my breath caught in my throat. Like that was just unexpected and jarring and my heart hurt uh, for Regina. And so um, I hope, like I said, she has a village around her. Absolutely. As she tries to get through this, because that's and that's an unknowable pain. It really is. So, especially yeah. with that being her only son is yeah, her only ch- her only child. That's and how close they were. Yeah, and they were so close. And he was young. He's twenty six years old. The yeah. older you get, like you, like when you see people die at that age, you're just like, that's just mm-hmm. wild. And mm-hmm. just how it how it computes is is absolutely insane. But yeah, love and light to the yeah. King and Alexander family. Um, Mr. Wine, I want to give you an up real quick because we actually had an update from last week's show that obviously affects uh, uh, the champs up in, up in your neck of the woods. Uh, give it to them. Oh, yeah. Well, that was actually going to be the up that I started with. Yeah. <laughs> um, Michelle Kong is now majority, at least uh, managing partner of the Washington Spirit. Uh, your 2021 NWSL champion. So right. uh, yeah. I'm really happy. I'm really <laughs> happy for that. Um, it's not over. Like everyone's, you know, kind of was like this. This is over. It's not quite over, but we are seeing the finish line, and she is in the race. She is in the lead, and she has the only baton. So this is, this is good news. That's um, a really good way to explain. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like it, and nobody else. I mean, someone could be running with her, but they ain't got no baton. They're not in the race. So. That is a really, really good thing. It hopefully puts to bed a lot of issues that we've had around the women's soccer culture here in Washington, D.C., and hopefully they can now start to work towards making the champs better, right? Like, and just making that culture around that team better where fans are now excited about reinvesting in the team. Um, hopefully they get the situation with the practice facility at DC United. I know that was tied into this a little bit, so hopefully they get that straightened out so that they can have the world-class facilities that they deserve. So I'm really happy for Michelle Kong and, and really just happy for the players and uh, the supporters groups, Rose Room Collective, Spirit Squadron, uh, 202 Unique. Like they, they, they deserve this, and they deserve Absolutely. to have some good news on this front. So that is my first up. My second up, we've talked about it, AFCON, absolutely just banger after banger after banger after banger. Vibes are real. Just this tournament is incredible. And if you have not experienced it, you should, because it is one of the best tournaments on the planet. And I love watching this every single, you know, every single time it comes around. I, you know, I hate that it's kind of being thrown into this, you know, little vacuum of COVID and, you know, guys, people in Europe trying to, uh, you know, forbid their players from going like mm-hmm. yeah like and, and just not getting the attention that it deserves because it deserves a lot of attention and anyone who's been watching has been just enjoying every single match there's not been one match where you go eh, that was kind of a dull one like there has been fireworks in every single game so if you're not watching afcon trust me 11 a.m 2 p.m on the east coast yeah. games are on just tune in and watch it's absolutely bananas which leads me to my down my down is being sports. 
because being sports has absolutely effed this up, all of it. The fact that, again, we talked about how we have commercials through games or just they, – they used to call it a water break. They said there's a water break, and I was it, the first few days people were confused because they're like, it's winter time. They, they don't need a water break. There's no injury. Like them masking it, going to commercials, you know, not having the game on where it's supposed to be, you know, having like people sending people to a channel where it's just a screen saying there's no, there's nothing on here. They're just not. What taking are you doing seriously. here? There's no game. <laughs> yeah, they're just, they're just not. They're not taking it seriously. And the problem is, for a tournament of this magnitude, people are actually paying money to sign up for stupid services just so they can get your one channel mm-hmm. just so they can watch these games and you're giving them a reason not to right. and it, I, I mean i had to deal with this with, with la liga i'm so glad that la liga moved to espn plus i want somebody with some cojones i want somebody with some actual vision to take this tournament for next year and say we can put this on platforms we can put this on linear TV. We can make it where people don't have to, you know, borrow internets or VPNs or scour the end of the earth just to see their teams play. It, it, it makes sense because every single tournament, I mean, I can watch the Asian Cup. I can watch the Oceanic Cup easier than I can watch Africa Cup of Nations. And yeah. Africa Cup of Nations, like I said, short, uh, I mean, yes, Euros are great. You know, Copa America, great. Gold Cup, you know me. I love my Gold Cup. I love my Nations League and CONCACAF. But the vibes are wild on this, and you're ruining it by not letting people get to see it. So that's my that's my main down. Um, is be it? They're just they're just wilding right now. Goes my second down. The other people that are wilding, hockey. Mm. Just in general, hockey over the last couple of weeks has yeah. had some very very big problems, and it's gone back to the fact that hockey over the last couple of years has not had the last good couple of years. Like, yeah, they just they just been wilding on 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 the racism front. I I like if this was a hockey podcast, like yo, your shirt mm. would you know your zero day shirt. <laughs> yeah, it'd be like yeah. zero hours, like you yeah. like hours. You didn't have like it'd still be relevant. Every yeah, I heard about the. Yeah, I heard about the incident. Uh, I think it was a few days ago with uh, with Jordan Subban, uh, his brother PK, PK Subban, and uh, yeah. And, and the problem with that is, and, and like I like I hope he like mentally is okay. Like I know this, we've all had to experience this. But his brother is PK Subban, right? His right. brother is the president of the racial diversity committee on the mm-hmm. NHL and the AHL and the IHL. If he wasn't PK Subban's brother, would we have heard about that? Probably, Probably not. not. And he would have just been another dude that, you know, said, hey, somebody called me a racist, made a racist gesture toward me, and was not believed. That has to change. And that's the problem that hockey has is that everyone saw that and was like, yeah, I mean, that happens every day in hockey. I see that in NHL, and they did just glance over it like, like nothing happened. Mm-hmm. They have to do better. And that's why a lot of, you know, I me, mean, I love hockey. Love watching hockey again. I'm from Detroit, Red Wings. We we run shit. Like we had to make it where people don't feel like they're like you know violating anything by tuning in to watch. Or mm-hmm. we also have to make it where you're like if you know if I'm watching with my kids or something like that or, or with my friends' kids, like 
I don't want to where I have to explain what just happened on the ice. And every single week, it seems like someone has to explain something that happened on the ice. Mm. And hockey can't live with that much longer because after a while, people are just going to stop watching hockey. They already have. So right. they're going to have to address this right now because, again, if Jordan Supon didn't have the last name Supon, we wouldn't have heard about that, and I think that's the real issue. So those mm-hmm. are my two of yeah, and they gotta, and they need to fix it because they just inked that deal with ESPN. So like, you don't want to lose it. You don't want to lose it. ESPN will, ESPN will cut you off. Real quick. Yeah, exactly. absolutely. Yeah. Me, and Mark, take us home. Yeah, man. So uh, I think I only got uh, one up and one down, but uh, so <clears throat> one up. I saw this uh, U.S. Soccer Foundation. I hadn't seen them before, uh, but they retweeted uh, or. Black Players for Change or MLS and uh, NWSL retweeted them because they've been working on a project where they've been putting pitches uh, across the country. And so uh, over the past year, they, it seems like they've made a lot of progress. And uh, it's, cool to, it's cool to see those organizations like actually uh, having some sway, you know, like being able to affect some change. Obviously, like we're still, I'm sure we're all still waiting for the, the changes that we heard about that were going to happen at... Uh, you know, the front office level, ownership level, uh, coaches level, and so forth. And so, like, we still got to hold them, you know, to that uh, and really be there, I think, for these organizations and these players. But um, I think it's good. I think these little wins are also, you know, just – they're important for the communities. And I think uh, for the people involved, it's a good, like, psychological win. You know, it's like just be able to say you affect change, I think, really matters. Um, and, uh, my down, I guess it's two in one, but, uh, it's lockouts, man. What are y'all doing? Greedy, uh, greedy NWSL owners, possibly greedy baseball owners, uh, it looks like. And so it's, you know, it's, <laughs> I'll, I'll say this much. I think that with the spirit situation nearing its conclusion, it gives me hope for this, for this year. It's still not a hundred percent, but obviously, if, if if that ruling had gone a different way, yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah, you would have seen a revolt, man. I, yeah, I, just based on the people that I follow, you know, it's yeah, like, that, it that, that wouldn't have been good. It would have been bad. Been. But the, but it's the thing. It's like I think NWSL is playing a really dangerous game. It's like yeah. you're you're riding a weight of momentum, and like NWSL is obviously the best iteration of a women's soccer league that we've had in this country. You know, it's what, 10 years now? Is that correct? Yes, this is the 10th year coming up. Yeah, like, don't mm-hmm. don't F this up now. You know what I mean? Right. Like, <laughs> you think you cannot afford to have a lockout now. So I really hope that they uh, treat the players fairly. You know, like, right. I don't want them to just come to an agreement that, you know, they still hold all the cards. Like, the players deserve their, their yeah. cut of it. So, uh, yeah, stop being greedy. That's, that's what it shouldn't about. be yeah. this hard to get owners to do the most humane thing right like no. you would think you would think well, yeah what consider is. who most of them are <laughs> that's why we are where we are i i think they'll cut it very close it might be a few days of a lockout or mm. you know just not reporting i guess is what we're calling it um mm. i think a couple of things matter i think one the the federation is no longer directly tied to the league and players can go abroad now. Like, so your top talent can go wherever the hell they want. Yeah. Um, and that, that they don't have to play in their domestic league. 
they would like to play in their domestic leagues. Um, yeah, and and, 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 with, to, and and with that real quick, um, don't forget about the players who are already overseas because, like, we talked uh-huh. about it, like when we had uh, Mariah Lee on the show, uh-huh. you know, we were talking about it. It's like, yeah, like, you're not, it's like, if you just decided, like, hey, I just want to go in Europe on my own with no ties to NWSL, it's like you're basically forgotten about. And I'm like, that, that has to change too. Yes, so, very much so. That, uh, yeah, because um, we have a lot of talent uh, abroad, right? That, yeah. again, we just forget about, right? Like, I think it was uh, Cor- uh, Hove was in the Champions League and, like, put mm-hmm. up a really good fight. And they've got, like, three or four American players, one of whom I was like, damn, I think she played for Orlando for, like, 2.5 seconds or something like that. Um, <laughs> and and now you're also in a situation where the players who are a part of the U.S. Union are now able to join the mm-hmm. NWSLPA. And so I also think, okay, now your star power can get behind that, right? Like, you know who, like, you know who if they're like, I'm not playing that's going to get headlines. And I don't think the owners want that smoke when there's so many skeletons in the closet. You know, you know. What what you got for the up? I, I, uh... Oh, my bad, my bad. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, hey, hey. I'll, I'll, actually, I was distracted real quick because I did want to, um, uh, give a quick note. Like, so you're going to be seeing a lot of these stickers up in Columbus, uh, yeah. uh, this, this week. Uh, you actually might even have one coming coming your way, Donald. Um, uh, courtesy of our home, homie Antonio. Uh, I tried to get Antonio on, on the podcast, but he kept he keeps on being shot. I'm like, bro, huh. I'm gonna I'm give I'm gonna give him crap tomorrow. <laughs> but um, but yeah, you'll be seeing that on the streets. I got like I, I we posted on Twitter earlier. It seemed like the the the, the man was uh, pretty up uh, pretty um, good for this. So like. Uh, of what you don't see up in Columbus, we'll definitely have up, up on FTCUTD.com by the weekend. So just stay tuned for for that. Um, did you have anything, Sky? She, no. She said. Uh, she said no. She said no. Uh, <laughs> but uh, but yes. Uh, hopefully you enjoy uh, this uh, international window. Hopefully you keep enjoying the uh, Afcon. Um, tournament so like hopefully wherever you are hopefully you don't have to go to the deepest of darkest means to watch it but wherever you do make sure you enjoy it uh we'll we'll be up covering where we can it's on so ftc utd utd oh see yeah <laughs> facebook a delay delay yeah. <laughs> facebook twitter instagram ftc utd pod on tiktok we're actually posting videos there we're actually doing it we're trying what yeah, I know, right? I know, we're trying to listen to Nubia. You know, like, she over here schooling us with, with the good stuff. So, shout out to <laughs> you Nubia. Boomers on the TikTok. <laughs> Shut up. Hey, hey, no. <laughs> oh, God. Um, uh, where can the people find you, Mr. Wine? Uh, at DW on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, also, I obviously uh, will be reigniting my Black History Month series over at starsandstripesfc.com. Yeah. Uh, so that look out for that. We'll also have some interviews. Hopefully, hopefully, I, I know I have to talk to y'all about it, get dates figured out, but I want to bring all y'all on uh, over the next month just to talk about everything there is about you know just Black soccer and culture because I think it's very important that people read it. Uh, but also, of course, over the next week and a half, catch me in Columbus, where it's cold, in Hamilton, where it's colder, and in St. Paul, Minnesota, where it will probably be the coldest. So, 
Uh, I'll be at all the American Outlaws events helping to run those. So find me at the tailgates, find me at the free games, find me the night before's, or just holler at me at the games. Absolutely. Um, yeah, make sure that, uh, that you listen to Shave Butter FC this week. It's a very spicy episode. Uh, yeah, you even you even catch a self singing, so you know you, you get it all this week. Ooh, I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, as always, you can uh, catch them on all all your major podcast apps. Uh, uh, you can catch us, Two Cents FC. Can I kick it? Loose change, the whole old fam. We're still waiting on Kaya to get our filter back up right. Like I said, we cannot wait for that. Um, and then also, us, Soccer She Wrote by our girl Mariah Lee. But uh, again, enjoy your games this week. Uh, enjoy the U.S. Uh, this week. Hopefully, they don't act a, a fool this week. Nobody break curfew. Stay within your bubble. But uh, uh, yeah. no, see, see, since it's not cold for me, I'm going to be out on the streets like, ah. there you go. <laughs> Man, you got to watch you gotta watch people out these streets for you. For that blonde hat. Like, hey. Yeah, super, super cold <laughs> on these streets. Oh, nothing, nothing man. But, uh, but for Gregor, for, yeah, for Sills, for Mark, for Coach, for Mayor, for TK, for Sky, who's hiding over here and, and, and don't want to speak, for L, for Ty, for Chris, for Mariah, for Kai, for the whole team, for Donald. Thank you for coming on. The coach is real everywhere. We will see y'all soon in these streets, and we out. F-E-T-U-T-Z